0: TalkZone.com
1: Welcome to the two guys in a mic show, TalkZone.com. We're back at you in a beautiful midweek Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. One hour of sports talk and more. Sometimes it's more and a little bit less of the sports. Hopefully we'll stay on track today. The big dog may be checking in via the telecommunicated phone lines, but more importantly, in studio today. In studio, in person, you can do it and his beautiful, lovely profile on our live webcast here, the Daily Herald, Chicago's very own daily newspaper, Rusty Silver, joining
2: us in studio. Rusty, how are you, my friend? I am doing just fine here. I'm trying to warm up. It's a little chilly outside. I had to brush off the snow off the car. You know we had snow around here, but it's okay. I, I made it. I made it. here. Nobody wants
1: to hear your complaints, my friend. People have problems in life. Nobody wants to hear about you being cold.
2: <laughs> it's January. Get used to it. What can you say?
1: There you go. Welcome to Chicago. 888-463-6748. You want to complain about the cold, complain about the winter. Maybe you're in a warm weather uh, area, as you know, Rusty, via the Internet. Our show being uh, eradicated out to seven different continents. There could be people in southern Africa right now that are uh, in a heat wave that are complaining about the heat and might call you up. To uh, argue with your complaint about the cold and say they'd like a little bit of breeze out there. Say hi to our friends out in Africa.
2: I'll certainly do that and send me a golf club after watching the tournament over the weekend down there.
1: Really? The PGA? Didn't I, no, the, that was um, the European Tour.
2: You didn't ah, watch that? You missed
1: that? I'm you know, I'm a big sports guy. The European Golf Tour, not in Luis my... Luis
2: Hustenhausen. God, God bless you. you. He's the guy that ended up winning the tournament. You remember him from the Open Championship last year. What's his name? Luis Hustenhausen.
1: Oh, yes. The guy with like 17 balls in his last name.
2: And you missed this.
1: Love that guy. He won? Yeah, he won right on the shores of the Indian Ocean. Uh, I can just picture it now. The nice waves crashing into the stony rock along the luscious beachfront.
2: Mm, yeah, it, it was nice. Nice, breezy, warm <laughs> condition. Yeah. Almost like being in Hawaii over the weekend, yeah. too. Oh, very nice. By the way, speaking of luscious beachfront, David Olson,
1: are you aware that uh, our favorite LPGA golfer, Natalie Golbus, apparently in a relationship with uh, one of our favorite PGA golfers, off Did you catch market. this?
2: She's off the market, Zach coach. Johnson, right? No. Zach? Dustin. 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 Johnson.
1: Dustin Johnson? Dustin Johnson. Okay. Yes. Who am I getting confused with? Zach? There's another golfer, Zach. But all right. So you've heard you the same rumors. You can call me Ray.
2: You can call me Jay. You can call me Johnson. Never mind. <laughs> but you have heard those
1: rumors, too. Natalie Golbus, uh, who has an outstanding beachfront of her own right, going out with Dustin Hoffman.
2: Yes. Dustin Johnson. Eh, whatever. She's off the market, Coach. <laughs> you cannot. It's a watch her calendars anymore. It's a temporary, temporary state. I told my wife of uh, 17 or 18 years
1: I forget at this point that I will remain completely loyal. There are a couple of exceptions. Natalie Gopas of the LPGA, one of those exceptions.
2: And a big exception at that, right? Huh? A big exception. Absolutely. Of Uh, of course, he's ripping the calendar off the wall as soon as he (laughs) leaves the show today.
1: Take it easy. Daily Herald, (laughs) Big Picture, Local Focus, Outstanding Sports Writer, Rusty. So bar joining us, uh, the big dog going to join us hopefully via the phone lines. we got lots of sports to talk about. Rusty, again, our phone number here if you want to check in. We'll talk some uh, college basketball today, some great games yesterday, big games coming up. We'll preview a little bit. Uh, you know, it's still a couple days away. We don't want to get overly intense, don't want to peak too soon, but we do got NFL playoffs, four excellent games this weekend. Uh, also a little trade talk, some coaching hires. So, Rusty, we got, uh, what, 48 minutes in 36 seconds to get it done, not an easy task.
2: Not an easy task. I hear that the clock is ticking.
1: Yes, the clock is ticking. Let's uh, real quick go over college basketball from yesterday. Uh, University of Illinois and Penn State played a heck of a game. Heck of a game. Watch the second half at 5:30 this morning with my cup of coffee, and right when Ed choice
2: excuse the me, fine coach, or is that bless you?
1: Uh, that coach for Penn State. I think his name is Ed yeah <laughs> <laughs> Every time I say his name, I go into, that. but uh, almost almost spilled my cup of coffee when uh, Taylor Battle went up for that final shot and they knocked off
2: the Illini on The rebound put back, Andrew Jones for the weak side, slam, bam, great bogey. Oh, great game! Great game. It's, just, it's sad that the Alana can't win at Penn State. They should have beaten them. It's a better team than that.
1: Yeah, Penn State's pretty good too. I got to tell you, even as in,
2: I hope Joel's not listening. But I will say this, playing at Happy Valley, doesn't matter, football, basketball, yeah. tough place to play.
1: Yes, it is. And I'll tell you what, right now, Penn State basketball fans that are out there, hopefully listening to our show, underrated. Underrated. It's known as the football school, the Penn State crazies. They go out, They dress up as well as any of the college basketball fans I've seen, storming the court. Afterwards, some people will say, regular season game, you don't want to storm the court. That game was storm-worthy, though. That finish. I could see the emotion of the fans, but very underrated basketball venue, Mister Silbar. Penn State University hoops. We think of it as football. They can play some hoops there as well. As
2: so long as Joe Paterno doesn't get on the basketball court, they're safe. Yeah.
1: By the way, my son did his report. Got a ninety-three and a minus. You'll be happy to know he had to do a big speech. And? On well, he had, you could pick a different biography. He did his guy. He did his on Joe Oh, and you had to have a couple of visuals too, so it was like a four to six minute speech. He had all this information, and then he shows the picture of Joe Paterno, and his final comment in the speech. And the teacher told him you're supposed to have a kicker at the end of it.
2: Of course, you got to have something at the end. Huh? Of course, you got to have something at the end. Something to kick. Something to. Yeah, well, you're you know
1: you're a speech guy. I'm not familiar with that technique, but apparently that's a, or the same thing in writing, right?
2: Yeah, you, you always, always want to end with
1: a little chutzpah, a little kicker.
2: Yeah. Something that'll yeah. Kick so he off shows
1: the, the class the picture of Joe Paterno, and he says, "Obviously, you don't have to be uh, look good to be a successful football coach.
2: Just have to be good. Mm-hmm. Just be there. Longevity. Yeah.
1: Joe Powell with the face all wrinkled 46 up, you got years. The flood pants going on, the big black glasses, but you gotta love
2: them. How many amazing. years? I think it's at least forty six. I think
1: sixty one, according to my son's report. Is that much.
2: I, I thought 46
1: I'm, years as head coach. I don't know. I don't know. I thought 61 sounded like too. He's going to be there till he's 100. Yeah, 61 is too. Maybe, maybe as a football coach. Yeah. Probably started off as an assistant. But he's only 81 years old, so he couldn't have been
2: the head coach. You're sure probably was 81? right. Sure, 81. I thought he was older than that. I thought he was about 83. Yeah, 84. when you get up there, who keeps you know who keeps track?
1: At any rate, yeah. uh, Penn State very underrated basketball venue. Great victory, and I thought, uh, and again, a real quick college basketball talk. Any Hoops fans out there you want to check in? We had Michigan State knocking off Wisconsin. Great comeback yesterday.
0: Some big games coming up uh, as well. Yes, David. Just some clarification on uh, Joe Paterno. Uh, He is 84 years old. Wow. Okay. Doesn't look a day over 81. He started coaching at Penn State as an assistant in 1950. Wow. Wow. So he has been there for 60 years. There you uh-huh. go. So
1: my son's report, accuracy, yeah.
0: Yeah, if nothing but he's else. he's been head coach since 1966. Wow. So that would be 44 years? 44,
2: 45. Yeah. Pretty close.
0: Wow. There you go.
2: That's longevity, Rusty. It is.
1: I hope someday I am sitting in this chair doing a show with Grandpa David Olson, my producer. God forbid the big dog is no longer with us, and so we have to call in Rusty Silver to fill in. <laughs> I hope that we can say, uh, you know, we have now beaten Joe Paterno's record 62 years doing the show. That's amazing in my book.
2: And well, he'll probably he do be doing coach- the show for 62 He'll be years? coaching until he's 100 years old.
1: <laughs> you may think-
2: have to be pushing him out there with a wheelchair, but he'll be out there.
1: Yeah, well, Johnny Wooden, uh, lasted, he didn't coach, but Johnny Wooden, uh, what, up until age 99? He almost made triple figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, maybe co- coaching's good for the heart. Who knows? But uh, Illinois beaten uh, or losing rather to Penn State. I thought. Did you watch the end of the game, Rusty?
2: I did catch the end of the game, the highlights.
1: I thought there was a the highlights a defensive mistake by the Illini lay Basically, it was a tie game. Back and forth, great game. Little different mini runs, but I don't think anybody led by more than six, five, six points the whole game. But Penn State has the ball coming down for their final shot, and they've got a great guard and Taylor Bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he goes one-on-one one on one against Illinois' best on the ball defender, DJ Richardson. And Penn State puts the other four guys along the baseline. A one four concept let your point guard create. Okay. I see. I don't like that strategy to me. You know, then the point guard did what you would expect and to, took the ball to the hole. The help defense came over as you would have to do. You can't let Taylor Battle score the winning shot in the most underrated aspect of any last second shot situation is from a defensive or offensive standpoint, anticipate the miss. I always tell my team when you're on offense, it sounds terrible, but assume, assume that your teammate is going to miss the shot. Even if it's an easy layup and you're the next guy, sprint down and just assume he's going to miss the breakaway layup and be there just in case. Okay. And, and sure enough, the help defense came over. Taylor Battle missed the layup, slam dunk, put back on the opposite side. But I thought, no way do you play Taylor Battle
2: one-on-one in that situation. And the thing is, nobody anticipated the shot. There was nobody there, but...
1: Wait, 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 wait,
2: what do you mean nobody anticipated well, the shot? Everybody knew he was going to shoot. Well, I'm talking about the rebound. Oh. Well... I mean, someone has got someone else has got to be there from the Alina.
1: Yeah, well, the weak side wing has got to drop down. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, last second, you tend to spectate a little bit. You know, you're you're watching the clock, you're watching your teammate put the ball up. Don't spectate, because a lot of people do. You crash the boards. The most famous example of spectating and not boxing out on a last-second shot was that Illinois Final fourteen, the flying Illini team. I don't know if you remember that.
2: Oh, well, I remember it well.
1: It was what, Michigan Sean Higgins, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh, the Illinois fans will well remember that. And I forget who was our weak side defender who just stood there watching while Sean Higgins spun around him and it cost Illinois a chance to go to the championship game. I'm going to forget it. At I'm the time. losing Ooh. track of
2: my mind there, but I do remember the play. And I yep. remember he said out there, yep. wake up. yep, Anticipate. Yep. Think where you want to be on the court. Yep.
1: All right, 888-463-6748. 8, 8, 8, 6, 6, we got any college hoop fans? Dial it up. Rusty Silber and the coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. Michigan State, I didn't see this game, Rusty, but down nine. Two hey. minutes and 43 seconds left, and they find a way
2: they really back. That's a good team. Not the best of Michigan State teams, but mm-hmm. to beat Wisconsin, it's on your home court, though. And you know the Big Ten, you're going to basically hold your own court advantage. You don't want to lose at home. You want that victory. Mm-hmm. Which
1: makes it all that much more painful for the Wisconsin team, because, boy, you're, you're up nine. At Michigan State, huge road victory, huge chance for an upset. And somehow you throw it away, and I didn't see the uh, end of that game. I know Kayla and Lucas hit a bunch of free throws in overtime. But, uh, boy, nine points, 243 left. Spartans find a way. You think Tommy Izzo and the boys, um he's kind of got a tradition of peaking his team at the right time. Capable of getting to the Final Four,
2: or are you kind of insinuated that maybe they're not quite as good this uh, They year? might be a good team. We have to see. It's still early yet. you only got, what, four games into the conference season? It's early. Don't count them on. Actually, you might want to think Wisconsin was favored in that game. They were ranked 21st. Mm-hmm. Michigan State was 24. Both teams brilliantly coached. Both teams
1: brilliantly called Big Ten is going to be fun to watch this year. As is the Big East. There's going to be some good games out there. College basketball. We're just starting to see teams round into shape.
2: You know, big question throughout. Which is better at this point? And I hate to put you on the spot, Coach. I love to be put on the spot. Big Ten That's or Big East at this point of the season? a league?
1: You are putting me on the spot. And I, we got a clock I, you know here what? too. <laughs> Shows over at eleven. <laughs> I would, to be honest with you, I'd have to take a look at it and analyze it a bit more off the top of the cuff of my head. I'm going to say Big East, but again, that that's a somewhat uneducated. I'm hearing a
2: loud thing. roar in the back here.
1: What are you saying, Coach? Yeah. I'll tell you what. I did see UConn play Notre Dame. Notre Dame very good. And UConn, woo.
2: And I saw Marquette the other day beat up on Notre Dame. Figure yep. that out.
1: I have not seen Marquette play this year, but and in Pittsburgh, I have not seen. I heard they're extremely good i tell you the truth
2: right now, I think the Pretty edge has got to be Big East. Big East? I think Big East. Is right, a little so bit better would, than Big Ten.
1: You would agree with me, then?
2: At least at this point.
1: All right. Well, that's one of your first mistakes, because agreeing with our studies show, Rusty, over the last year and two months we've been doing the show agreeing with me, you will be proven to be incorrect 68% of the time.
2: And of course, those fans down in the ACC yeah. may have complaints, too.
1: David Olson, our producer, keeps track of every one of those mm-hmm. uh, particular things, much to my chagrin. Uh 888-463-6748. By the way, folks can email us here at Mike2Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C. And the number two, Mike2Guys, AOL.com. Your email's always accepted. Well, not always accepted. There's a couple guys out there. There's a guy named Earl from Barrington and Bobby from Bowling. A couple of their emails are not always well accepted, but most of the people, are Rusty, good, solid contributors. There's a lady, a Cinemax Cindy, who's got a crush on Joel. Really? The big dog. uh and some of her emails i'm I'm like the conduit i'm the um
2: well the don't they don't, don't they go into Joel's email box? no, they got to go through you for absolutely that's oh,
1: station boy. regulations,
2: <laughs> yep,
1: Baltimore Barbara was sending some uh, lovely pictures, but uh, apparently she's found another show
2: well, you can only get so much to work with Coach. you know, you know that
1: yeah now you uh, barely made the show today, you had a uh, little work. Related situation at home, it was a repair, was it a plumber, electrician, it was,
2: handyman? It or? was the cable guy, you know, Jim Carrey came over.
1: Oh, the cable guy.
2: Yeah. You remember that movie, don't you?
1: Absolutely. I never saw it, but I remember. You All never so, saw the cable guy? Now, so come the,
2: Huh? You never saw the cable I guy? I never
1: saw it. Do I need to see it?
2: You need to see it. Well, Jim Carrey's funny anyhow, but it, you know, as a cable guy, you know, the cable guys come over and David Olsen. They think they know what they're doing out there.
1: Movie critic extraordinaire. I uh, tend to take David's opinion when it comes to movies. The cable guy I
0: have not seen. I found it very entertaining. It was very polarizing at the time because it was like, well, no, seriously, because that was like right at the height of the Jim Carrey wackiness, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a darker movie it's kind of like, it's uh, Matthew Broderick and it's actually uh Ben Stiller's directorial debut really he wrote and directed it yeah
1: he's not in the movie but he it. no no it.
0: he's in it ah. in it very small cameos throughout mm-hmm. but um very entertaining
2: it was entertaining because poor Matthew Broderick he had to take everything that Jim Carrey was lashing out at him oh
0: yeah it's unbelievable <laughs> it's like it's like the guest who never leaves <laughs> it's a, a Jim Carrey like comes to install cable at his house uh-huh. and like Glom's on to Matthew Broderick. Oh, we're best friends. And proceeds to destroy okay. his life. It's
1: so it ba- yeah. sounds like a movie, just basically for the, the the many talents thereof of Jim Carrey.
0: Yeah, like I said, okay. it's like a, it's a darker role. Okay, it's it, it, some twisted stuff mm-hmm. in there, but
1: all right. Speaking of Ben Stiller, by the way, apparently the uh, the latest of the Fockers movies out there, Little Fockers, doing very well with the box office. But from what I hear from the critics and people that see it, it's a complete dud, which is kind of an odd combination.
2: What do the critics know? Come on. It is true. Second, Usually, the
0: second one was bad. second yeah. one was bad.
2: Yeah. The first critic, one was very good. It was, yeah. Actually, when the critics say it's bad, that's when you got to go see it. You've got to flip your you mind. You know, there, there's some truth to that. Well,
0: well what i found is it, it, it all depends on the critic because you'll find a critic. It, the key is to find a critic that has the same kind of tastes that you do. Because, like, for, for example, um, who's the guy in the Tribune? Is it it's uh, Steve Phillips? Yeah. He hates everything. Mm-hmm. He hates everything except, like, art house movies. So you never you ignore everything he says. Yeah, I,
1: I think too many of the critics have been critiquing too long. And they take their job too serious. No, seriously. And it probably would be very true of us here in Sports Talk. If you took a a moderate fan, you know, maybe we tend to overthink things. We tend to overanalyze things, Rusty. We can fall on that trip. I think movie critics do the same thing. And they forget that, you know, Yahoo's like you and me. We go to a movie maybe once a month. And we don't go there for any, uh, you know, tremendous production or directorial work or any great philosophies in life. We go there for the most part to be entertained. But the critics, it's their full-time job. So I think uh, in some sense they tend to overthink it, and I agree with you. A lot of times they don't like it. I do like it.
2: And, of course, they're in the studios or in the theaters at least once a week, maybe twice a week or three times. So they're in there a lot criticizing or critiquing these movies Mm -hmm. Uh, or critiquing. How did you say that?
1: A little bit of both. But the cable guy, he did show up uh, okay. His pants were pulled completely up. Everything was
2: was fine. Everything was kosher. The little one's going to be happy when he gets home from school today. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Got it all fixed. Did he show up on time? Yeah, he showed up actually
2: earlier than normal. Wow. Shocking. I mean, Shocking. I heard in time that he's going to show up, and he showed up 10 minutes before.
1: That's sounds Figure that out. Love the cable guy. Let's throw some kudos out there to all the cable guys out there. And I heard, like, literally 30
2: minutes after he left your house, you're getting a text message for a survey of how he did? Technically, a phone call. They called me directly. <laughs> Could you please give us a survey on the service you just had this morning? <laughs> Press one for yes. Press two for no. Oh,
1: uh, that's, that's, that's concrete. Press three
2: if you really don't want to answer the question.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> maybe it was the guy as soon as he's leaving. Maybe he's the one calling. But it's one of those voice activated systems. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a little weird, right? You know, give, give me a little time to let it soak in. You know, maybe the thing breaks down like later in the day. Usually went to those evaluations like two to, two or three days after. Well, it's still fresh in your mind, but you could have put everything down fine. You come home tonight and your nine year old is crying because the cables broke again. <laughs>
2: yeah. I hope he's not crying. Believe me, he's got too much energy for nine you, years what old. What are
1: you doing, letting your nine-year-old watch TV? You should be ashamed of yourself.
2: Oh, he's got limited potential to watch too. All
1: right, so you got tight restrictions.
2: Well, I hope so. Parental controls. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. All right, Rusty. What other uh, for the
1: for the newspaper, my friend? What uh, what events have you been covering? Tell our international audience out there and try to do it in your best English, because we have some people that listen to our show, where English is a second language. In fact, we found that uh, people that don't thoroughly understand the language, uh, English language enjoy our show a little bit more than ones that do.
2: Uh, let's see. Everything between what? Basketball, gymnastics, bowling, football. High school. Well, oh, the high school is your, uh, is your specialty. That's my specialty, yes. Uh-huh. Gymnastics.
1: How do you, you actually cover a gymnastics meet? Well Yeah, don't
2: you ever watch the Olympics in the summer?
1: I do. Like once every two years I get into the uh, – or once well, every four years.
2: Four right? years for yeah. summer Olympics, yes.
1: Yeah, which is tremendous, and I'm thoroughly entertained, but why am I like probably 95% of the other people out there? as exciting and cool to watch as it is. Why is that the only time we ever watch it?
2: Well, that's just when the Olympics showcase it more, but you still mm-hmm. get some meets – that are put forth like the USA national team will come on mm-hmm. with their you know pretty much annual meets championships you'll see that around the world with other countries now, there's a lot of talented uh, mm-hmm. gymnasts out there and i strongly believe that these gymnasts work as hard as football players
1: oh, there no question i don't think anybody would argue with that it's you should
2: just- see the bruises they get on their legs oh brutal their backs.
1: Not just in competition, but
2: oh, in the gym. all the
1: misses in practice.
2: Yeah. Nobody realizes what they do in practice, and they are so determined
1: mm-hmm.
2: that if they don't get it right, they're back up there again. Get I'm right st- back up on that beam.
1: I am still, there's a metaphor there in life, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you fall off, you get right back on again. Uh, I still, in all the different sports athletes I see in sports, stunts, sports activities, I think one of the most amazing is when gymnasts... Do a jump up and a flip or a cartwheel or whatever on the balance beam. Mm-hmm. I just cannot. I mean, that thing is not wide.
2: Right? Four inches. Four inches. That's all they have is
1: four inches. And they're actually doing, I mean, they're leaving their They do their back aerials. Feet, jumping, I don't know all the landing. names,
2: but like a back aerial is one of them.
1: Love the back aerial. <laughs> it's one of my favorite events.
2: I'll tell you one thing. I watch that and I'm like, how do these girls do it? Because I ask some of them, what is the toughest event out of all four? Yeah. Between you know the vault, the am I, am I right, beam, balance beam bars and floor. The beam is the toughest. See that?
1: Even as an average viewer, I picked that out.
2: That's it's because they be...
1: have to stay
2: on the beam. Mm-hmm. They can't fall off. You fall off, you lose at least a half a point. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a supposed smart. to be talking college football and NFL playoff preview here, and I'm all fascinated on the gymnastics front. The key to the balance beam. The key to the balance beam being so tough is you've got all this emotion you've got all this tension you've got all this athletic anxiety and adrenaline going but you have to be perfectly still you got to keep your balance the the vault all right you can be nervous and everything but you're you know you run down there boom you explode off the vault and you go for the lamp even the rings you're pretty active on the horse you're pretty active on the uh, the high and the low bar you know what I'm saying
2: yeah you you're throwing boys gymnastics in this but okay
1: well whatever but, but the balance beam, you, you, you've got to bottle up all that tension, all that adrenaline. And you've got to perform amazing athletic activities, but you got to do it with preciseness and balance and
2: subtlety. It's, it, it's, it's a lot of focus. And you, you, you just can't make a mistake.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or else you're going to find yourself off the beam
1: and on the mat. Are the opposing fans allowed to, like in basketball with free throws, can they get up there? <laughs> Fall down fall down lean to the left lean to the right
2: I don't think you're going to see that They're usually not, usually not... you see everybody's rooting for each other everybody knows okay. each other oh that's no fun good sportsmanship
1: uh, now i know i don't watch gymnastics
2: <laughs> you know i can picture the coach in the background screaming back there
1: 888463674 <laughs> we got a little sneak peek in the nfl playoff previews did you uh, of the four football games you watched over the weekend Rusty? or of the four games last weekend, how many did you watch?
2: Uh, I caught about two of them.
1: It's not bad,
2: but I what was you, happy what, because what I it, I actually picked three out of four, and that's not gotten what I did get that right three out of four. But those were straight picks and you're, and you're for fun picks. Yeah,
1: okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. I also uh, won three and one in the. um Beat the Schmoes contest. And you were going straight up? Yeah, straight. All right. I picked three out of four against the point spread. So I'm four not...
2: fun, that is. And yeah, absolutely. Let's Strictly. just say I was a little discouraged because the game I thought I went easily was the mm-hmm. one that the Colts, or should say the Jets, kicked the field goal on
0: mm-hmm.
2: and stole the game from the Colts. Yeah.
1: It was pretty good NFL football. It was uh, excellent games this weekend. Looks like it's going to be more of the same. We'll break down those four games and check it out a little bit. Talk about the uh, point spreads as well. By the way, one quick note. You know, David Olsen, how we always talk about, you know, all season long playing for the home advantage. How critical the home advantage is. we got to get that home field. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I haven't heard people talk about it. I'm sure they have. I probably just missed it. But three of the four games the road team won? That's right. Right? Yeah. So, you know, and I hear that in the NBA playoffs and NHL. You play all season for the home field Home field advantage is overrated. I'm not saying it's insignificant, but I think it's overrated. You don't play all season for the home field advantage. Play all season to win your division. That's more important than home field advantage. Is it
2: overrated between indoors and outdoors, though? Throw that in the back. That's
1: an interesting call. Are you insinuating that the indoor home advantage is more or the
2: outdoor? I'm just saying in general. I mean, the Saints had the Saints had to go up to Seattle. Mm -hmm. They're an indoor team. Jets though an outdoor team went to Indy. So outdoor going to
1: outdoor, indoor going to indoor. Less significance than outdoor to indoor, indoor to outdoor.
2: That might have some bearing too.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, everybody that anybody that understood the last 30 seconds of this conversation, please call in because I don't really understand it. It made sense at the time, but I have no idea what. Ask Drew Brees. David, if people <laughs> want to get transcripts of today's show, can they write into our show? Sure,
0: they can write in. I don't
1: mean they're going to get them, all, okay. but they can write in. All right. Do we have, tra- I'd love to see transcripts one time because I have no idea what I'm saying. It might help my, actually help my radio broadcast if I can see my transcripts. Are right, any transcripts of this show, um, rebroadcast? Uh, it's illegal to rebroadcast any transcripts of this show or without permission of the general manager?
0: I was not aware of that role. Okay.
1: All right, we will take a quick break. Two guys and a mic, TalkZone.com. We'll come back, preview the playoffs a little bit. I have a grocery store that I passed by, Rusty. I-, I don't know. It's possibly coincidence, but I think someone's got a like a sexual fetish or frustration based on the signs I saw. So I actually wrote down some of the things. We'll talk about that. And I want to get deeper into uh, you and the cable guy because I think there's more to it. I think you're hiding something from them. You think so? I think so. Back in a minute. Rusty, myself, and possibly the cable guy. TalkZone.com. You guys at a MikeTalkZone.com. By the way, David Olson, we got to throw some kudos out to, uh, Hugh Hefner making news of late, uh, on a couple different fronts. One, he got married, right?
0: He's getting married to a 24 year old. Third marriage for Hugh, (laughs) (laughs) right? Right, and and she's marrying him out of love. Oh, there's no question. There's no question. How old is
2: Hugh Hefner? What's the latest age? Uh, is, is he as old as Joe Paterno? He's like,
0: he's like 84. I yeah. can look that up. Yeah, I think he
1: and Joe Pa they might job switch. <laughs> I heard they might do a job switch just for like six months. Joe Pa might run the Playboy Mansion, and Hugh Hefner might be pacing the sidelines for Pennsylvania State University.
2: That's I'll tell you possible. one thing. They, 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 they certainly know what's going on in their lives, both of them.
1: So he's marrying a 24-year-old, third marriage. By the way, if you add up all three, they do not equal his age yet. Thank you very much. Listen, doesn't he run uh, around
2: with three ladies at once, though?
1: And then number two, well, it's an open marriage. And then number two, <laughs> I heard from a business standpoint, uh, David, he is buying back. Right. Some...
0: He, he's it's, right now it's public, but he's going to buy up all the shares and independently on so it. So almost
1: the way it was way way back when. Correct almost a revital. You think he's getting good financial advice there as not only our movie critic, but David Olson, also our financial consultant.
0: Well, what they need to do is they need to restructure their business model and move towards more new media and their cable channel rather than the print because oh, this print's dying. I mean, it's it's dying. And that's, that's kind of the cornerstone of their business, mm-hmm. and they've got to kind of shift the focus of that. Uh, another thing I believe that they're doing is they're bringing back the playboy clubs, aren't they? Yeah, they're expanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: the one in Wisconsin still stands, but yeah, they're opening up seven different Playboy clubs wherever.
2: Uh. Probably one in Vegas. Huh? Probably one in Vegas. If there isn't one there already, I'd expect that they would be the one of the cornerstones where they want to be.
0: Well, I, I think they're going to do a hotel and casino in Vegas too, yeah. if I'm not mistaken.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right,
0: I like that they've been and, and, and if not, they should. I mm-hmm. mean, there are, there are enough old properties there that you could buy and rehab and turn around you know
1: yeah that rusty pretty impressive i threw that to david olson off the cuff and right off the bat he gives me restructure a business model very impressive by the way many of the models at playboy have been a uh, restructure not sure if their business plan is but they've been restructured 888-463-6748 speaking of the uh in that same genre rusty and i remember this place Yes, yeah, about three, four years ago, I passed by and they had similar signs up. And I actually, I actually stopped the car yesterday and wrote some of this down. Now you tell me, is it legit, or is somebody playing a joke? I'm not going to mention the grocery store.
2: Well, I hope you're not going to mention it. No, well, I could. Well, you could. It's not,
1: but, bad. I mean, not I mean, not, I don't, I don't know if they
2: want the PR or not.
1: Uh, possibly, but but here they got you know how the signs they have you know on the grocery store you know tomatoes for sale or whatever and right mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. grapes and all this stuff. I just thought of another one here.
2: Well, you got a nice long uh, grocery huh? list. There.
1: Yeah. All right. Now, check this out: chicken breast, rump roast. These are all the signs. I actually stopped the car and wrote them down. Rump roast, red cherries, ripe tomatoes, pine nuts, pork loins, honey melons, head lettuce, and butt steak.
2: Did you miss anything?
1: I don't know. Somebody playing a joke or or, or legit, grocerial signage. I just think they're getting your attention coach uh, well they did you wrote them uh, all down yeah, apparently because it's been up there for a couple i passed by a couple times I was like this has got to be a." Gen-. every time i notice a couple more it's like all right someone someone has a problem or someone's trying to get attention anyhow wow. i stopped in and bought a rump roast if you'd like to come over tonight uh myself the wife the two kids rusty silver we'd love to have you over Can at I Israel. bring the
2: family over too no 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 let's depends not, how much rump roast you bought let's
1: not get carried on <laughs> Rump roast for everybody. Oh goodness! What's your uh, what's your wife's go to dinner when um, when all things else are equal?
2: Hmm. Well, well, our favorite restaurants. You know, she appreciates that. Huh? She, well, you said favorite dinner. You talking about going out somewhere?
1: Okay. Well, either I was thinking more of making it at home, a rump roast possibly, but if it's a favorite restaurant, that's fine as well.
2: No, yeah, we're 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 big in the chicken spaghetti. Okay. You like those type of foods. Very good. Not the rump roast too often.
1: No. All right. Well, maybe I'll bring it over to you guys. I'll send you I'll send you a rump roast and I'll even throw in some pork loins along with it. 888-463-6748. Hey, real quick before we get to the NFL playoffs, uh the Cup convention. Mhm. Woohoo! Cup convention this weekend. I heard Rusty uh the first time in a long long time tickets still available. That is unusual. Have you ever been as a Semi-respected, and I emphasize semi-respected semi writer in the area. Have you ever been invited
2: (laughs) to a Cub convention? Never been there, but uh, there's been a lot of excitement there over the years. This year, may not be that much. In fact, I heard, which I don't understand this, the other day, they're going to have multi-plan tickets available. So you can buy tickets for Cub games this year Mm -hmm. and buy a package to see the White Sox, the New York Yankees, or the St. Louis Cardinals. Because they feel like their attendance is going down.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it finally? Maybe have we hit the point where, where the Cub love, the Cub lore is finally
2: well, taking a notch down? It almost feels like it. Well, wait, I want to throw this to you, though. 2008, their attendance was 3.3 million. Okay. 2009, 3.1 million. And last year, just over 3 million. Mm-hmm. Are they really losing attendance? Well, I mean, yes. they're breaking 3 million. Now, their window of opportunity of getting the World Series was gone.
1: Yeah, but you
2: get get the feeling, the
1: arrow, you don't get the feeling. Your statistics show arrow pointing down, albeit admittedly not dramatically down. But you also get a feeling, and I think we get a good feel doing sports talk here, of a little less of, of cubby love. You know, that unadulterated, unabashed, unsituational love for the Chicago Cubs. You get a feeling there's a little diminishing in there. Tom Ricketts... Might have bought the family, might have bought the team at the wrong time. Because I, I do get the feeling they're not a complete drop-off. But the, the Cub love has, has diminished in the city of Chicago.
2: Well, they've got to get personnel in here. Now they made a move with Matt Garza. Maybe it's a good move to keep the team alive, but they've given away a lot of their prospects. Yeah, A lot of changes for
1: next year. New first baseman, Carlos Pena. New starting pitcher, Matt Garza. We're going to have a new announcer, sadly. In the radio booth, there's going to be some changes to the field via Tom Ricketts and company. We got a new pitching coach, right? Yep. I don't know if they've hired anyone yet, but Larry Rothschild, longtime guy, so there'll be some uh, new looks with the Cubs, and maybe they'll be showing up at the convention.
2: We'll see what happens this year. Yeah. I can't say I'm excited. I'm excited for spring training, mm-hmm. which is about a month away.
1: Yeah, but you have never, uh, never gone to a Cub convention.
2: Never had the opportunity. Okay. I
1: remember one of our callers back on our old radio show was talking about jim miller after a bad football game and his final comment was that performance by jim miller was a was almost as pathetic as a cup convention
2: <laughs> there's been exciting years for the cubs you know you know over yeah, this he, last decade but the problem is the cubs have not been able to get over the hump yeah. and who knows if they will in our lifetime but he was speaking
1: specifically at the cup conventions which, oh i which know you can joke about a little bit you know 90 percent of me want to joke and make fun of the people that go i there's the 10 or 20 percent hey you know what? Life is short. These people are totally into the Cubs. I've never met anybody that has gone to a convention. I've never known anybody that's ever attended a convention. I don't, you know, I don't understand the people, but uh, you know, why why criticize? There's some God I know. Them.
2: I know a few people that go down there every single year. Okay. And they're Cub crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you ever gone to a convention in Las Vegas?
2: Not for sports related though. No. Oh. Well, but you
1: have been to a convention? Yes. All right, very nice. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> oh, What did Frank Sinatra say about uh, Las Vegas? Uh, in Las Vegas, money talks. You know what it says? You lose.
2: And what happens in Vegas? Stays in well, we all know that.
1: 888-463-6748. Let's get off the cup Convention. Let's get off uh, the Sexually Frustrated Grocery Store. Let's get off the Cable Guy. And let's talk uh, the NFL football games coming up this weekend. Rusty, this is good stuff. Four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Obviously, you're rooting for your Chicago Bear. But let's start off with a Saturday game. And go a little appetizer real quick. What's your thoughts? Rare moment in time. Uh, Daily Herald's very own Rusty Sobar. In the house with us, you wanna talk some NFL playoff football. Bear fans, football fans out there, we're right there for you. Triple eight four six three, sixty seven forty eight. Saturday, three thirty, Rusty, you'll probably be eating cold rump roast uh <laughs> while you're watching the Ravens take on the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: That might be the best game of the weekend. Yeah. To be honest. I like these the way these two teams match up. Joe Flacco last week. Joe Flacco. They were talking about the fact they don't score many points. They came out with put thirty on Kansas City. Not a great defense in my mind. Kansas City Chiefs overrated. Pittsburgh, though, this is going to be a different game. Can Baltimore put up points? Can they get enough points to get past the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road? Good, That's the good question.
1: Good quarterback matchup, too. Ben, I haven't followed Roethlisberger this much. I know he sat out first five games. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I really haven't followed the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've kind of had a very quiet. Kind of quiet, really good season. I know they have Niles West, very own Rashard Mendenhall,
2: running the football. How has Roethlisberger played this year? He's played very well. He's thrown the ball away a couple times here and there, handful of times, but he's been consistent. Mm -hmm. Big Ben has done the job he needs to do as quarterback, and they've Mm -hmm. gotten good running as well as passing. Who would you give the QB
1: advantage to? Joe Flacco. By the way, if Joe Flacco ever met Penn State coach Ed DeJoyce, I'd be a very happy man.
2: But quarterback advantage uh, or pretty even? I think it's going to be slight edge to Ben Roethlisberger because it's going to be at home. Mm -hmm. I think the home field advantage is going to be a little bit more this weekend than it did last weekend.
1: Okay. I I heard on a radio show uh, driving in, I want to give credit where credit is due, and I forget how many years they go back, but um, teams coming off the bye, bye teams that had the two-week break in the last 16 NFL playoff games, it's 8-8.
2: That's an interesting statistic.
1: Prior to that, big advantage, but in recent years, no advantage at all.
2: That's really interesting because if you keep playing, you Mm -hmm. keep that flow going. Mm -hmm. You're ready for games. You take a week off, it takes a little time to get yourself going in the game, usually a quarter or two.
1: Good defensive battle there. Two Ravens at the Steelers. Ravens... uh Got the passing game going a little bit. Anquan Bolden's been a good pickup for them. Ray Rice, very solid, yet running back. It's going to be an interesting one. I think you're right. It might be the best game of It'll the whole It'll be course. interesting
2: to see what happens defensively for Baltimore, especially if if Lewis gets hot and he gets in the backfield and gets Roethlisberger down. That's a good defensive line. Who's Lewis? Uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, oh, Ray, Ray Lewis? Ray Lewis. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking of a defensive lineman. Okay, yeah.
2: I get mixed up between yeah. Ray Rice, Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. A lot of Rays some, out there. Well, Ray, Ray, Ray Rice Ray. was the big running back. that had a great game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Saturday,
1: 7 o'clock. Pretty good game here, too. Now we go indoors to Atlanta. Here's your outdoor visiting an indoor. If you didn't join us earlier, a scintillating conversation about the difference between the home field, away field, advantage, home team, uh, outdoor meeting outdoor, indoor going to indoor versus outdoor going to indoor, indoor going to outdoor. But... uh the, the outdoor Packers have to visit the indoor Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to assume
2: that you think advantage Atlanta. I am going with Atlanta wow. in this game. Wow. I will say this, though. It's interesting because the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, may be the best quarterback right now in the NFL. Yep. He's playing awesome right now. They got the running game, Sparks, and uh, a great Spark for the uh, Packers Starks. last week. Starks, Sparks, He had Spark for the, for, yeah, for the Packers be. last Whatever. week. But. The Falcons have been, should we say, underrated to the NFL minds all season. Mm-hmm. People have not given this team enough credit. Sort of like Pittsburgh, quietly, just uh, methodically, have had a very, very good season. But this team is better than what people think. I know that New Orleans beat them a few weeks back, but this is a good team, even at home. Mm-hmm. And they got a quarterback that knows how to win at home.
1: Yep. yep. He came out of college, and this kid was uh, NFL-ready
2: right from the get-go. Another thing, too, the Packers have a hard time playing down at the Georgia Dome, Georgia, just like a lot of other teams do, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Green
1: Bay defense
2: coming of age, though,
1: and uh, the running back you're talking about, if the Packers can get any kind of running game
2: going, uh, it
1: will be a different fall game. Atlanta the favorite, but I would not count out Green Bay. A lot of fans here in Chicago, of course, hoping uh, that the Bears would have home field against the Green Bay Packers. What an NFC championship game that would be, Rusty. Imagine the hype.
2: You Woo. know, I heard this yesterday. I'll throw this out. And, and I'm sure Coach is going to go all over this. What should be more exciting... A Bears Packers NFC Championship game or a Cubs White Sox World Series? Ooh. People around the country wouldn't think that would be exciting, but.
1: Yeah. Well, you'd have to go Cubs White Sox World Series only because that's the World Series. The Bears Packers game is not for the Ultimate Championship. Not for the Ultimate, but
2: for the it's NFC Championship. Great question.
1: Championship. It's a great question, though. A Cubs Sox World Series game, where would the hype be more? Or a Bear Packer NFC champion? I'd have to go Cub Sox,
0: but but maybe not because it is
1: Chicago versus an outside team. Uh,
0: and this is me talking as a Sox fan. Um, there would be virtually zero interest in a Cub Sox World Series outside of the Midwest. Nobody would care because the Sox yeah. are not Well, the Sox are not a loved national right. team like the Cubs are.
1: No, no, I would agree with that, but your question was based on uh, Chicago fans, right? Yeah. Well, that that
2: would be more Chicago fans. Exactly.
1: More Chicago
0: yeah. more Chicago fans, I would I would still say
1: uh, Bears pack. Yeah, I think you yeah, I I'm going to retract my original comment only because it's Chicago versus Chicago. There's a lot of fans like myself that root for both the Cubs and the Sox. The other one is the Bears versus an outside team. So yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's a good, good
2: question. Very yeah. good question. Yeah. Who asked it? Uh, I caught it I'm on a, oh, okay. another radio show. I, I don't want to bring up and.
1: I thought you were complimenting yourself. For no, your own question.
2: <laughs> can't say I did that. No.
1: <laughs> All right, game number uh, three. Oh, by the way, real quick on the running back for Green Bay. I read this in the newspaper today. Very interesting. The Bears. He was a six-round pick, James Starks slash Sparks. Uh huh. Okay. The Bears actually called him up. When it was their turn to draft in the sixth round, they had their player personnel guy, who has since been let go. Story is in today's Chicago Tribune. Sorry, it was not in the Daily Herald. Big picture
2: and local focus. Thank
1: you very much. Um So their their personnel guy, their draft guy, calls him up, says you're the selection. Starts talking to the agent about how to get together and work out a deal. Jerry Angelo comes in the room at the last second, says made a change. Want to draft the local kid. The kid from Bennett Academy in Central Michigan, Danny LeFevre. Mm -hmm. And the player personnel guy was like all upset. He's trying to run a professional business. He makes contacts with players and agents. He had to go back to this kid and say, I'm sorry, we're not drafting you. It caused a riff. I don't know if that's the reason he's not with the Bears anymore or not, but I thought that was fascinating. Here is the star running, well, not star, but the number one running back for the Green Bay Packers, and he was actually drafted. By the Bears and looking at the way he performed to Rusty, I think we'd rather have him right now than Dan LeFever, who was cut. Although I actually kind of like Dan LeFever.
2: It's hard to say. Because you don't know what these players are going to be like.
1: Mm-hmm. But do you, do you find it a little a uh, little insight? But the Packers need running back right now. And, but, but I just thought I was curious that Jerry yeah. Angelo made that, that last-minute switch. Interesting. All right, game three of the DACA. We move on to Sunday. You probably... Swallowed all the, uh, rump roast. There's nothing left to eat. You got to dig around for leftovers Sunday at 12 o'clock. I got difficulties, by the way, because I'm refereeing Special Olympics basketball. I told the guys, I, I don't, I'm going to help PA announce and referee Special Olympics. I told the guy, you better not tell me the score of the Bears game. Cause I don't mind not watching live. I like taping the game, but
2: it's going to be very,
1: will I be able to get out of that place, Rusty, without finding out the score of the game?
2: Uh, as long as I don't text you. You're, you know. you're already plugging in.
1: All right. So I will be putting that game on tape. Very, very difficult situation. But uh, Bears and Seattle, you're a longtime Chicago Bear fan. Your thoughts on that game?
2: I think the Bears are favored, I heard, by four going into that game. I they should win that game, but... Four? Only four.
1: I think it's a lot more than that.
2: That's what I heard this morning, four.
1: I think you heard it from the wrong source. I heard like nine or ten.
2: Well, you better look in there again, but I heard four this morning. I don't, right. don't know
1: why. Well, While I'm looking, what are your thoughts?
2: I... I think the Bears have a great shot to win this game with a bye week, similar to early in the season, getting themselves ready for the game. They are very healthy, not many injuries coming into this game. Long as Jay Cutler keeps his head in check and doesn't throw the ball away, they give him enough time to throw the football, they get a running game in order, they should be okay. But at the same time, I'm thinking they could, they could lose this game. I know the NFL would hate to see the Bears lose this game and get a team that'll be nine and nine. Mm And winning a division under 500 to go to an NFC championship. Got the big mo going. Got the big mo. They looked awful
1: good knocking off New Orleans. There's, there's two scenarios for the game. One, they shot their wads. Seattle had fun, but now it's time for the Bears to put them away. Uh, you know, thank you very much for showing up to the party. Glad you had a good time. Go back home. The other, and I tend to lean this way, is that they've got momentum going. They got nothing to lose. They're hot. They got the hot hand right now. And as a Bear fan, uh, we could be in trouble.
2: We could be. But if the Bears are smart, they get ahead early, get that early touchdown, add a field goal, add another touchdown, mm-hmm. take a good lead on them, and just run away with the game. That's the way the game should be. If you let them hang around, that's where you're going to lose the game.
1: Yep. Let the defense take over so we can start, you know, make them one-dimensional, stop the run, get a big lead. You're absolutely correct. Easier said than done, but if they can do that, you are correct. That could lead to the early demise of the Seattle. And by the way,
2: the weather forecast is supposed to be about 20 degrees. And a wind chill on the team, so it'll be a little nippy for them.
1: Little nippy out there. Bears are indeed 10-point favorites in that game. Pittsburgh, the home team against Baltimore. What's your pick on the point spread, Rusty? Uh,
2: Is it about three? It is about
1: three. Three and a half for Pitt. Green Bay at Atlanta. What's your pick here? I think Atlanta by two. Two and a half. Interesting. Now, they say the home field is worth three. So that means the Las Vegas people giving a slight, slight advantage to Green Bay, actually. But the home field making the Atlanta Falcon two and a half point favorite. All right, the final game that we have not talked about—little trash talking going on back and forth between the teams, the coaches, etc. Is the New York Jets taking on your New England Patriot? What do you think about that?
2: one? And what's the uh, line on that one? It's probably New England by five or six. Is my guess.
1: Just put the paper away, will.
2: Apparently he didn't check that one. We gotta make sure we get the numbers right here.
1: Uh, eight and a half. Eight and a
2: half? A lot of respect wow. for Tom.
1: But what, what was the stat Joel threw out yesterday? Amazing. In Whoa. the last nine games, the New York or the New England Patriots have turned the ball over one time.
2: This might be better than their previous Super Bowl run.
1: Wow. I don't think the talent is quite as good. I forget that in their Super Bowl runs, uh, some of the wide receivers I think were a little bit more dramatic, if I could use that word, a little more uh, explosive and talented, but, um, boy, one turnover in nine games.
2: Look what the, take a look what the Patriots did when they played the Bears a few weeks back. And this Bears team had been on a roll. They just took him right off the field. Like it was nothing. And the way he played with the conditions, that snowstorm that was here, I mean, they looked smooth out there. And this team goes out there each and every week. Brady, smooth passes, knows exactly how hit his receiver. Not just one or two. He's in everybody. I mean, he's seeing the field right now better than he's seen probably in 10 years.
1: Their professionality, their execution, the coachability of that team, or the way they're coached, is just at another level right now than some of the other NFL teams. One game, anything can happen. Jets, I'm sure Rex Ryan will have them fired up to play, but you would think of the four games, Rusty, this is the one most obvious, which probably means we'll be coming back on Monday talking about a Jets upset.
2: No. I just I think Rex Ryan is over his head, talks too much. He's trying to spur up his team, and after what happened the last time around they played each other, I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. I could see the Patriots winning by at least three touchdowns.
1: I do remind you, my friend, that the New York Jets won the opening game between the
2: two teams earlier this year. But that was, wasn't that up in New York?
1: It was a long time ago.
2: Yeah, a long time ago. Look what happened the second time around. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots are a different team now than they were from week one. All right. We'll start breaking them down tomorrow. And, of course, Friday we'll have a
1: football Friday. Rusty, you might not be in studio. We invite you to call in and try to beat the Schmoes. Myself, the big dog, David Olson, will be coming at you football Friday. A very special one is the uh, big playoff weekend coming up here. We'll talk about that for sure. Uh, You had mentioned, I think, in our pregame uh, homework session, which lasted, what, about two minutes and 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. That the uh an ex-Chicago Bear coach,
2: ex-Chicago Bear player, now has a head coaching job. Yeah, Ron Rivera in <laughs> Carolina. I think it's a great move for him. Stepping in a good spot. First coaching job. Head coaching head job. Coaching,
1: uh-huh.
2: I mean, he has been an assistant uh, with the San Diego Chargers recently. Mm-hmm. He has worked with the Bears. You know, I thought he did a good job with the Bears. He should, should have stayed here to begin with. That goes back to, what, what uh, 2003, three four. Yeah, Ford. one of Lovey Smith's bad moves. Yes, one of his bad moves. Bring in what? Bob Babbage? Yeah. Who? Luggage? Baggage? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, good move from Ron Rivera. Now I'm hearing that Dave Wanstad, another former coach of the Bears, could be his defensive coordinator now. Mm-hmm.
0: Wouldn't
2: that be an interesting combination? Mm-hmm. Dave oh. Wanstead is suddenly a very
0: wanted man to become, yeah. come in as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, San Diego, Carolina, Cleveland, and Buffalo all want to talk
1: yeah. to him. He's, he's been, I've said it, Often, don't make him a head coach. He discombobulates. It's too much for him. As a defensive coordinator, he's been proven to be very, very successful. He's one of those guys. It's the Peter principle, Rusty, which, you know, might have happened to you in your uh, newspaper career at this point, but people get elevated to the point of their incompetence.
0: I've read your last couple articles, by the way. I'm starting to worry about you. Oh, boy. Uh (laughs) But but wouldn't it be amazing if he became the coordinator to a guy he used to coach?
1: Be interesting. Rivera was a linebacker on Wansett's, uh defense. No, no, Wanstead was the head coach.
0: He was the head coach, yeah. When
1: Rivera was on the defense, uh-huh. Interesting. That's happened before. You old guys, that would not be the first time that has happened. You would think, at this point, so many years, so many different coaching things. Isn't Dave Wanstead ready to just retire?
2: No, nah, I don't think
1: Take his lovely wife, Jan, and uh, you know spend a couple years away from the game?
2: No, no it's, it's it's in your blood. You just can't get away from it. Mm. Like Mike Singletary, you know, he's gone in Frisco. Now he's going to end up in Minnesota with his buddy Leslie Frazier mm-hmm. as linebacker's coach. And it's all about connections, both in sports and
1: business, Rusty. That's it's what not you, what you, you know,
2: it's who you know. You,
1: speaking of which, do you know anybody here? Because we're looking to make this show a little bit more uh, uh I, I, bit more I know you the coach known. here. I know well, you. So I'm, I'm counting on your contacts to make this show elevate to a different level, Rusty, which not sure if that's a successful count, but that's what we're counting on.
2: Got to count one way or the other, right? (laughs) One step Uh, at a time.
1: Another coaching change. Uh, The University of Michigan highly sought-after job. They decide to give it to ex-assistant coach and current San Diego State coach Brady Hoke returns home. A lot of people wanted that job. That was a pretty high-profile job. They take a guy who uh, overall winning record, not that great, but he has turned around a couple of programs, Ball State and San
2: Diego State. A little surprised that he got the choice to go there. I thought they were going to. Aim for the assistant at LSU.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought he was the leading candidate. Assistant. Yeah, assistant. Or the LSU. head coach. No, I thought it was the assistant. Was it Wells? Is he a coach or is he assistant? Les Miles. Miles, I mean.
1: He's the head coach.
2: Okay. I thought yeah. he was going to come up, but maybe yeah. there's too much uh, pull to, to stay around at LSU.
1: He should have been a track coach, by the way. Can you imagine having your running coach and his name is Les Miles?
2: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about the 50, the 100, you know.
1: wonder if they name the other son more. Dinner time, hey, less and more, let's go.
2: There's or better more. yet, more or less. More or less, okay. Yeah. Less and more, more or less.
1: Right. Honey, who are you going to take to the game? Uh, more or less. <laughs> oh, goodness. David Olson, make a note, by the way, when we're sending out tapes for uh, shows that are, you know, to advance to the next level. You might not want to pick this one. <laughs> uh, unless you want to cut out my indoor outdoor analysis. I thought that was a particular highlight of And that and Rusty and the cable guy. I think that's going to, that, that will live in infamy. All right. Rusty, I know you've taken uh, a tremendous notes for this program today. Any other thoughts we did not get to in the world of sports? Or if you have any uh, female problems, I can try to answer those as well.
2: Uh boy. You're really putting me on the docket here. Well, that's what up. we
1: do here on the show. you Yeah.
2: Know. Yeah. Well, yeah. depends on what more or less you want to talk right, well, about I, well, this. Well, stay that. away.
1: I can. T- apparently,
2: we've got some <laughs>
1: female situation. Let's stay away from that. Any other sports things we did not get to that you'd uh, like to bring up? Let me check the
2: docket here. Let's see. You got anything else here on the Look list? this that. is
1: docket. You see this? You see what this is called? Yeah, I see that. It's called paper. See what this is called? A pen, and we take <laughs> notes. Okay. Everything doesn't have to be on that little. Uh, Two-inch by four-inch iPad, iPhone, whatever the hell it's
2: called. Well, they keep coming out with new ones, so you got to have it ready for yeah. it. Yeah.
1: By the way, did you see the Consumer Electronics Show, David? Out in Las Vegas. And apparently, um, first of all, I mean that that's a really cool shot. I would love to go to that sometimes, Consumer Electronics. All the new gadgets. I,
2: I used to go to it all the time here in Chicago when I was here. Before yeah. it shifted now, to Las Vegas, but the, I used to go there.
1: The one in Vegas is not open to the public. You can't just no. go there.
2: The one here in Chicago, you couldn't go here unless yeah. you kind of got your way in there yeah. being some business-type yeah. company. Friend of a friend. Heard mm-hmm. it from
1: a friend who. Heard it from a friend who. But apparently, the besides all the iPads and the extended versions and all the different iPad things that are coming out, the newest thing is going to be in the next two, three, four, five years, smart appliances.
2: Okay. Did you read this? No, I haven't heard like about this.
1: The smart oven. Mm-hmm. And the smart refrigerator and the smart laundry machine, the smart oven might have uh, recipes and cooking instructions built in, in the oven. So you don't have to, you know, the, the wife doesn't have to have 16,000 cookbooks in the mm-hmm. kitchen. It's all in the oven. Uh, you know, you get texted on your cell phone from the oven. Rump roast is ready. Chicken breast is done. Uh, you know, maybe the the laundry machine, you know, um, Drying cycle done. You get tech. So smart appliances. That's going to be the new thing.
0: Now, are those going to be hardwired into internet connections or is it all going to be wireless? Because then Uh, you you run into the whole thing is you've got to run internet connections all over your
1: house. You know what? That's, uh, you know, I I don't know. Maybe one of our fine listeners in the consumer electronic, uh, maybe someone had visited that or is up on that, was at the show, but, but I'm not sure. But smart appliances that will be, uh, we're not talking 10, 15 years down the road. Your refrigerator, Rusty. Your refrigerator may be texting you in the near future.
2: I don't know if I like that idea, but then again. Just think the wife could be texting, dinner is ready. Yeah. From the microwave. Yeah,
1: and you won't know if the message is from your wife or from your refrigerator. <laughs> uh, the wires could get crossed. You could get a message from your laundry machine, go pick up the kids.
2: I was going to say we're cook, coach.
1: <laughs> All right, we got to sign off. Rusty, thank you so much for coming in. Well, thank you, Coach. Absolutely. Daily Herald, big picture. Local focus. We'll be back at you with the big dog tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day.